Trent is here. And Trent says, where were the auditors? They were doing the same thing that they were doing last year. That's quite, <laughs> I like that, Trent. That really is what's happening. We're doing the same thing that we were doing last year. But that is a legitimate question that people tend people tend to ask whenever something goes wrong where were the auditors so let's talk about it i got three things that explain where the auditors may have been again you guys this morning i'm just diving right in no holes barred no punches held back you want to know where the auditors were here's the first problem the auditors were being obstructed that's the first thing the auditors were being obstructed. Now you're probably wondering, well, what in the world does he mean by auditors being obstructed? All of us have worked for an organization where we have tried to do the job that they purport to pay us to do. And we've been held back by something or someone in the organization. So the auditors were obstructed. That's where they were. Now let's talk about this for a minute because there are three different types of obstructions that I want to talk about. The first one is auditors could be obstructed by budget. How many of you have been in charge of audit shops and you've had budgets that were so small that you could barely take the one employee? So where were the auditors when something happened? If you're an organization and you've hired auditors to do a job, to be your trusted advisor, if you don't give them the sufficient budget to do the job, you have, you have obstructed your auditors by budget. So where were the auditors? They were obstructed. They were obstructed by budget. Sometimes, if it's not the budget, you have the overt obstructions that occur. You have the overt obstructions that occur. So let's talk about this for just one moment. Many of you have heard me talk about the city of Fort Lauderdale. Why? Because it's a hot topic right now. They actually fired their chief auditor in a live public meeting. It was broadcast on YouTube, and if you go back to one of my previous episodes about it, like where I talked about it, I'll drop in which episode that was, because right now, I just really can't remember. But what they did was, they questioned this chief auditor. They questioned one of the uh, audit engagements that he had done. They questioned whether he had the authority to perform the audit engagement. Hmm, that doesn't make sense, right? You should have free reign within the organization. Now, he investigated something based on a whistleblower tip. They didn't like the fact that he investigated that something, and, well, he was coming. Go back and check out that episode. I'll drop it in the chat. I dissected the entire situation. That's obstruction. It's overt obstruction. When you see an overt obstruction, there's some things that you still do, but I'll talk about the solutions for that in a minute. Now, the other thing you might see is obstruction by omission. What do I mean by that? Well, oftentimes you have an audit function in your organization and you do not include them in critical conversations that need to occur. When you don't include them in those critical conversations, you're obstructing them from doing their job. So this is episode number 26 of Audit Bites. We're talking about where were the auditors? Because that's the question everyone likes to ask when something goes awry. Problem number one is the auditors were probably obstructed they were probably obstructed from doing their job. And there are three ways that you can be obstructed from doing your job. The first one is you can be obstructed by budget. You've been given. Ah, the sound is off. Oh, man. All right. Thank you, Heather. Amy, you says the sound, you say the sound is much better now. Hmm. 
Very interesting. I hate it when that happens. This is the second time it's happened to me, so I might have to actually buy a new microphone. My microphone has been with me for the last two years, but maybe it's time for an upgrade, huh? Let me know how the sound is now for you guys. All right, so we're talking about auditors being obstructed. So one, you can be obstructed by budget, or there can be some overt obstruction. Everyone sees the obstruction, but no one calls it out. I really hate that. Then you can have obstruction by omission. So let me know, guys, if that sound is still better for you all. Anything that it's much better? Anthony is here. Hey, Anthony Davis, he's saying, yes, sir. Guys, let me tell you, normally you see me put the comments up. For some reason, we stream is failing me because the comments aren't showing on my YouTube, so I can't show them to you. So I'm just going to verbally tell you what some other people who are watching the thing. So these people who are watching the replay and don't see the comments coming up, I don't know what's happening today. Today is a real big day on failure, huh? Because we seem to fail you. Kevin, you say the sound goes up and down. All right. Here's what we're going to do. When you do live shows, you have to be able to adjust on the fly. So what we're going to do right here is we are going to adjust the sound on the fly. And I'm going to need you guys as help. All right. So now the sound should sound better. It should be clear. It's probably a little muffled, but I switched microphones. See, this is a part of the job here. You should always have a backup. You should always have a backup. So now I'm running on my backup microphone. So let's take it from the top just a little bit. People always ask, where in the world are the auditors? Well, the auditors were obstructed. They were most likely obstructed from doing their job. Three types of obstruction. They can be obstructed by budget. You want me to do a job, but you're not giving me enough money to actually perform that job. You could have overt obstruction. The overt obstruction is when you are just blocking me from doing the things that I need to do to complete the job. The third is, ah, much better now. Thank you, Amanda. The third is obstruction by omission. Now, this happens when you don't include the auditors in those critical conversations that you're having. Think about this. Companies should trust their trusted advisors. Doesn't that just kind of make sense? You should trust your trusted advisors. Leslie, good to see you. Leslie says we address the risk we know based on what management wants us to know. Exactly. So if you're questioning where were the auditors after something happens, you need to make sure that you haven't obstructed them from doing their job. Now, if you're facing obstruction by omission at the job, what can you do as an auditor? Here's the solution to this one. Acknowledge the obstruction. Acknowledge the obstruction. Call it out. What we do a lot of times is we sit back and we complain within our own audit shops about things. Why aren't you making your obstruction known? From staff member to audit exec to audit executive, you have to call this stuff out. The question that I ask is, if not you, then who? You don't have to be mean about it. But you need to say something about the obstructions that you're facing in your audit department. Now, here's the caveat within that. Oftentimes when we see obstructions as auditors because we think that everyone is well good like us, <laughs> most of the people in the world are good, don't get me wrong. When we see a corrupt culture, we think that we can speak out and help change the culture. I used to think that if the entire culture in the organization is corrupt, here's what I say, save yourself. But you might experience an obstruction. And that might stop you from doing your job. And that might have people asking, 
Where were the auditors? Where were the auditors? So when you see this stuff, you got to call it out. You have to be politically correct when you call it out and you probably have to be diplomatic, but you can't sit there and twiddle your thumbs and not effectively do your job. You're only harming the organization that you have vowed to be a trusted advisor for. So now, people always like to ask, where were the auditors when something goes awry? Problem number one is the auditors could be obstructive. But problem number two is the auditors could be deflected. What do I mean by that? Well, you could be deflected from the issues that really count. I'll give you another example. We're going to talk about my favorite topic right now, which is still the city of Fort Lauderdale, because we saw tomfoolery on full display there. If you're just catching up, the city of Fort Lauderdale fired their chief auditor after he did an investigation based on a whistleblower complaint. The mayor in the city of Fort Lauderdale actually called the anonymous complainant a coward. Now, that doesn't make sense. You have someone that came forth with an anonymous complaint and now you're calling them a coward. But here's what happened when that happened, too. It was deflection. Now everyone is focusing on the actual whistleblower and not on the legitimacy or the accuracy of the allegation. As a matter of fact, they focus so much on the whistleblower that, well, this audit director was terminated. Pretty interesting. But let's talk about what can you do if you're facing deflection in your organization? Because you don't want people to ask where were the auditors, although they're going to ask anyway. You need to call this crap out. Call out fake fires in your organization. Now, I say fake fires. You're probably wondering, what do I mean by that? Let's talk about that. When you have wildfires that happen, especially in California, because they happen at least once a year, sometimes firefighters will do control burns. They'll set backfires. Why are they doing that? You see, they set backfires to stop the spread or to change the direction of the wildfire. So when organizations are facing problems, things are burning up around you, they may set backfires to distract you from the real fire. You need to call out the fake fires in your organization. Someone in the city of Fort Lauderdale should have said to the mayor, why are you so concerned with this whistleblower instead of the allegation that they brought forth? So whenever something happens, people like to say, where were the auditors? That's the first thing that they want to say. Now, here's what I'll say. The first thing is, well, the auditors could be obstructed from doing their job. As I said previously, they could be an obstruction by budget, an overt obstruction, or obstruction by omission. The next thing that could be stopping auditors and have people asking where were the auditors is the auditors could be deflected. You see, sometimes individuals and organizations will try to move auditors in a different direction. One that is, well, not where they actually should be focused. Back to Leslie's earlier comment, we address the risk we know based on what management wants us to know. So the solution when you're deflected is to call out these fake fires. Here's the thing. If you see someone trying to lead you down a rabbit hole, it's okay to say, why are you bringing this up? Why are we discussing this issue when it appears to be that here's the real issue over here? But oftentimes we are afraid to call out things when we see them. Now that leaves us, well, unprepared and not doing the job that we're supposed to do. And it also leaves people wondering, where were the auditors?
when things go awry in an organization. So you guys have been listening to episode number 26 of Audit Bites. Where were the auditors? I've gone over two of three points that I want to cover today, but I want to take a pause for just one moment. I want to take a pause for just one moment. As auditors, especially those of us with certifications, we all have to have certain amount of training each year, but we don't want to just get 40 hours just for the sake of getting 40 hours. We want quality training. So that's why I want to tell you guys. Wednesday, May 11th, I'll be with the North Jersey chapter of the IIA. And while I'm with the North Jersey chapter of the IIA, we're going to be talking about how to ask better questions, get better answers and perform better audits. By the way, that is also the title of my best-selling Amazon book. See it right there? Right, right there. If you don't have a copy, go pick up your copy. Ask better questions, get better answers, perform better audits. Now, as I just said, that's going to be May 11th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you will get four CPE hours for $100 for non-members and $75 for members. I hope to see some of you all there. So episode 26, where were the auditors? When things go awry, that's the question that people love to ask. I said, number one, the auditors could be obstructed. Number two, the auditors could be deflected. Now, the third thing, auditors hold your hats because you aren't going to really like this one. The auditors could be incompetent. You may miss out on something because you don't know what it is that you're doing. Sad, but true. So let's talk about this for one minute. You could be incompetent out of ignorance or incompetent out of silence. You see, you could be sitting in silence at an organization when you're not getting the training that you deserve to do the job. Well, if that's the case, you kind of got to speak up, right? You could be incompetent out of ignorance. You don't understand your organization. You don't understand the industry that you're in. And you don't understand those things because you haven't had adequate training. Now, incompetence is one that I really don't like. Because if you miss out on something because you're incompetent, then that's really your fault. So what can you do about that? Well, what you can do about that is figure out what's customary in your industry. What are some things you need to know? What are some things you need to see? What are some things you need to do? You can also get the training that you need so that you can be a proficient auditor on the job. Now, while I'm talking about training, I want to talk to you about something else. Right now, when you look at the surveys that tell us the skills that auditors need in order to be competent, Right now, what they're saying is, number one, cybersecurity. It just makes sense, right? Somewhere in the top five is always soft skills because we as auditors need to learn how to well, talk to people better. Let's face it. Some of us are very robotic and have bland personalities. It's a fact of life. But here's what I think. I think that we need to take a hard line on soft skills. We need to take a hard line on soft skills, which is why... I have several soft skills courses, including one titled Influencing While Auditing. Influencing While Auditing. Here's why this is important. At some point in our life, we have to influence people. As auditors, we definitely have to influence people. I think this topic is very important and it is an on-demand course on my website. Right now, I think it's only 50 bucks. It's on sale. So go to my website and go to the store and look for the Influencing While Auditing 
course. Leslie says she's already signed up for the session on May 11th. Leslie, thank you very much, and I hope to see you there. I like it when you're there, Leslie, because you engage in the chat. And I mean, you've seen me do presentations. I like to talk to people. That's just how I am. Um, so episode number 26 of Audit Bites, where were the auditors? This is the question that's always asked whenever something goes wrong. So I have three things to tell you. Where were the auditors? Sometimes we are obstructed in our organizations. Sometimes we are obstructed by budget. We need to do a job, but we don't have enough money to do it. Sometimes there's overt obstruction where we're just kept out of things. And sometimes there's obstruction by omission where we are truly kept out of things. Second thing is, well, sometimes the auditors are deflected. People try to draw our attention to things that don't matter. What I don't understand by that one is if you've hired a group of people who can be your internal consultants, why would you not use them as such? Now, the third one is where we have to take personal accountability because the third problem is the auditors are incompetent. You don't understand the job that you're supposed to do and or you do it badly because you don't have sufficient training. For this one, we have very few excuses. Get the training that you need to do the job that you've been hired to do. So, everyone, Audit Bites is on your favorite podcasting platforms. Go over there. Take a listen to past episodes. Give us a five-star rating. Don't forget the Friday show, The Friday Froster with Joe Irvin and Kelly Paxton. For now, I am Robert Berry. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguide.com where you will find quality training. Audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Froster podcast. www.auditguide.com. Thanks for joining us.